Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. I'm Steve Finkel on this episode of Focus on Flying Solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about having a list of things to capture, like having a having a bucket list of photography um, subjects or photography things that you'd like to try and do. So, I mean, we've talked about different lists and we've talked about bucket lists and things before, but I thought it's been a while since we've kind of chatted about it, so I thought maybe, and there's a lot of new listeners too, so I suppose some people may have not ventured back and listened to some of the older um, episodes, but I thought, well, it's probably good to to revisit some of the older subjects and re-kind of, I suppose, look at them with fresh eyes in 2023, even though we might have talked about them years and years ago. So again, I thought, okay, this episode, let's do it. Let's talk about lists and let's talk about thinking about the things that you really want to capture. So I suppose the thing is, you don't want to get to a point in your life where maybe you regret not having gone and shot something, you know, because you, you hummed and hard and whatever about it and you didn't end up doing it. And then, because the other thing is we, no one really knows what's around the corner. So you don't know. I know some people get to a point where they get, you know, planning on, you know, retiring and traveling and doing all this type of stuff. And then when they do get to that age to do it, that some health issues and mobility issues then really slow them down and a lot of things that they wish that they wanted to do, they can no longer do because, again, it's just some of, some of the things that life throws at you, just makes it very difficult. So I think while you, you know, if you're, you know, while you're capable of doing something, you're better off actually. I think jumping in and doing it now rather than waiting. And I know it's not always that easy because it may be that you know the work commitments makes it harder. But I think everyone, you know, typically gets holidays and that type of stuff. Uh, even if you're kind of self-employed like myself, that you can, you can if you work on it, you can obviously organising to take blocks of time off to be able to do some, to do some travelling and maybe tick off some of the things on your bucket list of of images. I suppose there's a couple of different ways to think about it, about having a mental list of things in your head that you just would like to capture, or formalising it and actually putting in an actual physical list. And I think. Physical lists are always good because it gives you a kind of reference point to go back. You can write a list down and then you can come back and think about it. And even, I suppose, and people do this with quite often, sometimes people will write down each week something they're grateful for that's happened to them that week and they'll put it in a jar and then after 12 months they will then pull them all out of the jar and then read, reread all those things that, you know, they were grateful for just to kind of as a bit of a grounding experience but I think maybe as you think of something to put on your bucket list maybe get yourself a jar with a glass lid or something and just write down just write down something that you want to really capture and put it in the jar and just start building that list of of things and then obviously as you can and look maybe this is the way to do it just throwing out a thought out there just kind of on the fly have two jars so you have a list of 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 things that you'd like to photograph on the shelf and then have another jar which is starts off empty. But as you achieve and photograph those things, you then basically transfer that into the into the done jar. So you got the to do and then the, the done. I think sometimes that way, sometimes of sometimes these things are just visualizing things can sometimes help motivate you to do it because as you see that jar empty, you want to kind of say, well this one's got a lot of things in it and that one's empty so you human nature tells you you want to kind of you want to shift the balance you want to be able to start seeing some things because once you start seeing 
those notes and pieces of paper appearing in that second jar, you know you've actually achieved something. So it's kind of like a measure of success. And sometimes, like I said, just having a simple technique like that is sometimes all you need to help keep motivated because it's great to have you know plans and goals and all those types of things, but sometimes it's difficult to stay on track. So sometimes you've got to find, look for ways to keep yourself motivated or keep yourself kind of thinking about it. And the idea, like I said, as you as you think about a a subject that you might want to photograph and then you write it down and commit it to that jar, at least you've kind of you know you've you've made a note of it and you've put it there and it's 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 kind of there to go back and be reviewed. And again, I think it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people will have places they want to photograph. So I think a lot of the things that on the you know people's list sometimes will actually be a physical location. And sometimes the physical locations are more difficult because obviously some of those physical locations you have to travel to. So you have obviously need to have the means to get there. So sometimes that can be, that can have a, I suppose, a timing impact on when you can actually do that. And some of the other things too, are, you, know, you might want to photograph a seasonal or or only happen in a, under certain conditions. So again, you need to be able to prepare and you know prepare ahead and be able to do those things. But there's other things on your list that you might be that might be kind of like destination type things. It could be like you might want to you might want to do some portrait photography and you might want to shoot um, some different types of portraits and and finding some interesting subjects to do that. And there's something that sometimes you can find those type of things sometimes close to where you are. Like, I mean, sometimes you don't have to go too far and actually find find those things. And again, it's just kind of, I suppose, ticking off things. I mean, a lot of people, I suppose, start off with one particular type of photography that they really concentrate on. And a lot of people, I think for a lot of people, the starting point for a lot of photographers is landscape. You know, a lot of photographers start by shooting landscapes and shooting, you know, sunsets and sunrises and various different vistas. And then as they, I suppose, develop their skills as a photographer, they start to look into sport, they start to look into people and, and those types of things, and they tend to gravitate to a particular type of photography. And and like I said, and I know like initially when I first really got, I suppose, interested in photography, I did like taking, I suppose, you know, kind of landscapey type pictures because people, if you find a beautiful landscape, and you photograph it and you show it to someone, you know, people are kind of appreciate the beauty that's there. So it's kind of an easy sell. If you kind of have a beautiful location and you photographed it, you know, people are not going to say, oh, that's terrible. I wouldn't want to go there. But again, it's kind of like having something that people are kind of, again, is feels, um, they feel warm about kind of rather than somewhere that's just a mediocre type place. So again, a lot of people start there and then they start to, like I said, to, experiment with different other types of photography and then try and find i suppose the niche they're trying to find the thing that they're really they're really passionate about and like sometimes people it's interesting because people will find they'll find photographing something that is they never thought they would enjoy photographing so it's interesting how people and i think those things find people they they tend to subjects sender sometimes seek out photographers and people sometimes get an opportunity to do something and they do it and then they fall in love with it and that's something they become you know doing they do really really well so again so I think but uh, starting with a bucket list of, of images you want to capture and that might be like sometimes too when you do actually go and photograph that it may not be as as pleasing as you thought it was going to be and again 
stuff that you might put on a, on a bucket list is typically going to be stuff that you you have a reason that you want to do it. It might be because you know you have an interest in that particular thing or it's a challenge like if it's something difficult to photograph like the the challenging nature of it that might be the allure that kind of once you want to you want to see if i can actually do it can i come can i cut it as this type of photographer can i get these type of shots you know sometimes that's pushing yourself pushing yourself to that to that edge that limit just trying to find you know to get something special and like i said but for other people like i said there's there's all reasons why people pick up the camera and everyone quite often has a different kind of reason behind it and i know look just recently talking to a photographer who I met while I was out on a job and we're having a bit of a chat and the particular photographer had been photographing for since he was very young. He he'd, he'd studied photography at school. His his um school that he went to offered photography as a subject and it used to be in a lot of schools like they actually had a dark room and you could actually, you know, take it as a as a subject. So a lot of people that was their f- you know, first kind of um introduction to photography was through school and school based, you know, learning photography subjects and again sometimes people grew their love for photography out of that and then as he's uh, as he's grown up he's kind of continued to um, enjoy photography but now kind of photography is his kind of I suppose mental release it's kind of like it's the thing that he does for himself like it's for him and it's kind of makes him feel good creating with his camera and like I said he's kind of dumbed down his equipment like he doesn't want to make it too complex he kind of shoots with a fairly basic camera these days and a very basic lens setup, but finds that it's enjoyable because you're not trying to overcomplicate things. And I think sometimes we see this that people will, you know, start off with having all the bells and whistles and all the lenses and, and all the accessories and all the different bits and bobs and they're switching out this and switching out that. But sometimes it can come to a point where, you know, you're kind of you're overcomplicating it. Like you're making it to the point now where it's becoming complex and and not as enjoyable so some people like the idea of eventually going back going the full circle like people quite often start out with a simple a simple setup and then progressed on to more elaborate setups and more you know sophisticated setups that some people just kind of go back to that simple way of doing it like a very simple camera sometimes with a non-removable lens which then makes them kind of you know work for the shots but they actually enjoy that more now being a whole range of lenses at their disposal that they can just keep swapping out. They just like the the idea of taking the camera and being out, going and capturing something special and actually really kind of, you know, working for it, not actually kind of, yeah. Again, it's just a different, I suppose, look, your journey as a photographer, and I suppose that this is something that gets talked about quite often in photography forums and on photography pages. People talk about the journey of photography, about their journey of, of photography, how they learnt this or learnt that and it is really a journey and it's a journey of I think it's a journey of of change and discovery so as you discover stuff quite often you'll change your ideas and I think you know as a photographer the things that were important to you once as a young photographer as you get older different things become important so again it's kind of like that evolving the evolving education of your photography and the evolving nature of of the hobby and the craft that it is that some people just like i said will change their mind on different things of things that they've thought were you know they had to get they were non-negotiable got to shoot it this way now to be able to say you know what um 
I don't care about that anymore. Um, I'd rather shoot and get this and get that result rather than kind of chasing something that's um, something else. And again, it's like we all evolve. And like I said, it really is a journey. And, and you know, when you think about a journey, a journey, journey has a starting point and typically, you know, it has an ending point. But in photography, like your ending point can be, it's in the distance, like it's a long way away. So it's kind of like it's the day when you can no longer pick up the camera and that's going to be your end, the end of the, your journey. But along that way, on that journey, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to experience and see different things as you do when you're traveling. Like if you're traveling on a on a train and you're doing a train journey, you know, as you're passing through different parts of a countryside, you're going to be seeing, you know, so urban countries you know urban city type scape and then you might get out from the city and you might get out into the open open fields and see rural and and different things again it's kind of that journey from that point a to point b and the different things that you're experiencing all the different things you're exposed to during that you know journey and again that's pretty much like your journey as a photographer is that you're just simply going to keep trying new things and some things are going to be really resonate with you and other things are going to kind of be things that may be just transitional things, things that just passing through. Um, you do it for a short period of time and then you move on and do something else and it, it no longer seems that important to you. And again, but I think having a list of things that you're wanting to do, like I said, the idea of maybe creating two pots, two jars with um, with lists of things you want to shoot and then as you shoot those things being able to um, move them across into the completed one i know like a lot of people who are into things like people who are into train spotting sometimes they're looking for engine numbers you know so they're looking for particular trains of a particular series and like the they're trying to obviously capture the whole the whole series so people do plane spotting as well where they kind of like might be one airline and they've got a fleet of aircraft but you know trying to actually photograph their entire fleet is quite difficult sometimes because planes are quite often based all around the world. Um, trains are probably a little bit easier because you know, if you're in a particular area and there's a group of trains, obviously those trains are going to be running fairly consistently on the same track. So you kind of can you can kind of be assured of getting them. But again, it's interesting because it's satisfying for people sometimes to have a goal. And it's the same as like I know people do the same thing with birds. Like you know, if you're into bird photography, quite often people some of the birds that are in your area, particularly some of the more, I suppose, endangered or or ones that are, you don't see that often. I mean, some some wildlife's quite elusive. It it kind of doesn't appear in public so often that it's kind of quite often it's it's hard to to see some things and some things you got to really go search them out, like because they might have a very limited very limited environment where they actually live. So again, we mightn't see those things, and occasionally you'll see them pop up in suburbia because they're passing through or whatever and again so i know people sometimes you know love capturing different wildlife species and trying to capture like i said the ones that are more difficult and ticking that off their list because it's something that they've wanted to see or wanted to experience and want to be able to capture that and share and potentially be able to share that with people as well and i think quite often when you do have a bucket list it is you know not always about it's not always about yourself it's also about probably sharing that stuff sometimes with other people that sometimes people don't know what they want to do and then sometimes when they see somebody doing a particular thing or shooting a particular thing that can be quite inspiring to get people 
thinking about something different. You know, in one of the groups, I mean, we do a weekly spotlight. So there's, you know, we, we take a photographer from the group and we spotlight their work and we learn about their story or their journey as a photographer. And, and basically people will talk about how they got into into photography and why they take photos. And and some people give a lot of detail and other people, you know, don't give a lot, you know, don't give that much detail. But a lot of people will go and, I suppose, talk about how they got into photography and what it, and what photography means to them and, and the types of things that they like shooting. And the great thing is a lot of people who each week watch that and read those people's stories and see their images, they're quite often images that they wouldn't attempt to shoot themselves because they're not into that, but it introduces them to it. And when sometimes when people tell you the story about how they got into shooting a particular type of image, that can just simply be enough to inspire people to maybe go out and investigate that for themselves and again it's one of those things that we I suppose we share stuff as humans we share a lot of the what we do we share our creativity and our creativity the creativity is what I suppose makes us unique sometimes like we'll create in different ways but then sometimes we we will share what we're creating and and that can actually have a knock-on effect where that can actually inspire somebody else to go off and do something and they might be mightn't be doing the same thing but it just might be the catalyst for them to to think about doing something they wanted to do and just hearing about the fact that somebody else has already done it. They've already, you know, grabbed a van and they've got on the road like a friend has recently been doing that, travelling around in a van and basically just seeing as much as they possibly can and photographing along the way. And, you know, when people hear these stories about people doing these things, quite often it stirs something up inside someone who kind of lights that spark that someone goes, you know what, that's something I really would love to do. I'd love to get up each morning and be, you know, be able to maybe head to a to a new location and not really know what the day was going to bring. Living kind of, you know, living for that kind of excitement of what might be. And again, some people, like I said, are inspired when they read other people's stories. So again, it's kind of a part of that whole, I think, sharing the journey of photography. So on this episode of Focus, been you know pondering the idea of having a list of things that you want to capture, things that you want to do, places maybe, like I said, it may be places that you want to want to shoot. But again, putting it to some type of system in place so you actually have it as a physical thing rather than maybe just a mental thing in your you know in your mind. And again, I think the the idea of having those creating those lists and putting them in jars or some yeah, or come up with any come up with any other idea you like. Maybe it's post it notes and maybe you get one side of the wall and you put post-it notes on one side of the wall and you put a line down the middle of the wall. As you achieve those things, you move the post-it notes from one side to the other side of the line so they kind of cross the line. Again, whatever whatever works for you, whatever helps get you to visualise or gets you to, I suppose, achieve your goal at the end of the day, doesn't matter how you do it. Again, it's just like every one of us kind of are motivated by different things Sometimes people are motivated by seeing something, you know, seeing something building and seeing something evolving. Sometimes that is kind of because you can use that as a kind of a measure of you're actually getting somewhere because you're creating and doing something. Other people don't need that, but some people do. So again, it's we're all different and we all have different triggers and all have different things that kind of make us want to get out there and do stuff. So again, it's kind of like just trying to find the right buttons to press for yourself. And again, it might take you a while to find something that really resonates and really works for you. And, you know, some of these things we talked about may not 
you know, be of interest, but some for some people they maybe kind of think, oh, I might try that. Yeah, I might buy, you know, I've got a corner there with a wall, I'll put a line down the middle and I'll start putting post-it notes and I'll start writing down stuff on there and see seeing what I can achieve. And again, like I said, it's just, I mean, I am love whiteboards. I've got whiteboards everywhere. <laughs> I've got them at home, I've got them in the office. I find whiteboards really good for writing stuff on sometimes because you can just write stuff there and it can sit there for ages, but you're kind of walking past and seeing it and it kind of keeps reinforcing it all the time. Same as the other thing too is like screensavers. I, I always think screensavers are a really great place to put stuff that you wanted to achieve on there as well because quite often when you open up screen, that's the first thing you see. So it's kind of like a just a reminder of, of something that you've set for yourself and again, as you achieve that goal, then you can change the screensaver to something else and have that. So it's kind of just a, a visual reminder that kind of keeps you thinking about it because I suppose what happens quite often, sometimes life can get quite busy and stuff can get easily pushed on the back burner. So sometimes we don't actually get to um, to do things because we're so busy doing other stuff and we get bogged down and we kind of forget. And I suppose one of the you know, the challenges that I find sometimes I'll have an idea and if I don't write it down or record it or do something, I'll soon forget what it was and then I'll go back and go, oh, I was thinking about something I meant to write down and I didn't do it and, and it bugs you because, again, so now I've tried to get in the habit of when I kind of have an idea or something is to try and jot it down and just have a kind of a, you know, a note of what it was just so I can remind myself because obviously... It's easy, like I said, to have a, these flash-in-the-pan ideas and then have them disappear so quickly as well and then you're kind of trying to work out what it was that you were thinking about doing. So, yeah, look, hopefully this has got you thinking about your own photography journey and where you're at and, like I said, whether you're, whether you're kind of at the very beginning and you're just starting out or whether you've been kind of on the train for a long, long time and, you know, you've, you've travelled a, a lot of territory and you've done a lot of different things. But I think as a photographer, it's, the great thing about it is it's kind of like I think you can just keep finding new things to do. I don't think you really run out of stuff to do. You know, I suppose in some in some areas of pursuits, there's things where you, you kind of can hit a wall where you can get to a point where you've done everything and it's very difficult to find something new. I think in photography, there's a lot of scope to be able to always do something different, always to do something new. You know, once you've kind of done all the traditional photography things like done portraiture, you've done event photography, you've done sports photography, you've done landscape photography, you know, you've done macro photography. Then there's areas of discipline that people start to get into, like things like where people start doing photography where they deliberately introduce movement into the into the scene. So it might be a scene where you have people moving around, but you deliberately take a very, very long shutter speed. So the people become blurred and and that type of thing, but it can make for a really cool effect. And again, so sometimes people just kind of find these, find something that's um, photography related, but it's different. And it gives them another kind of angle to, I suppose, be creative and another angle to just play with something different that they haven't explored before. And again, it's like I said, there's all these things waiting for us out there as photographers. It's just a matter of kind of, I suppose, keeping focused and trying to keep, moving along on your journey and look and the funny thing about journey sometimes journeys do stop so sometimes people will get to a point where for whatever reason the camera gets kind of put on the back burner that's part of the journey as well so that's not a that's not a sign of that your photography is over i've known many a photographer where they've actually been 
put the camera down for a number of years and then to pick it up again and then start the journey again. So it's a bit like, you know, sometimes that train has to pull into the station and it might be sitting there for a while because something has to happen um, before it can move on to its next location. And I think that happens with photographers that sometimes we do kind of have these pauses or we have these stops where we're not actually, you know, doing a lot of photography for various different reasons. And again, it's not it's not that you've come to the end of the line. It's just a part of the natural progression of being a photographer. It's like a lot of things in life. Things will kind of go ups and downs of life. So things will happen and, you know, they'll be really busy and then things will slow down and things will change. So again, it's just that natural, natural progression. So hopefully you're going to go off and create your lists and, you know, maybe try and capture some of those things and make it more of a, I suppose, make, make it more of a target the thing that you go after because you've now thinking about it more. So this has been Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Enjoy your photography and we'll talk again real soon. See ya.